This is usually a good news show. John brings us the best of all the sports and activities across the state of Minnesota. We're going to start off with a little more difficult story this week before we get to all the good stuff. This is Preps Today with John Millay. John is the star, and he is your prep sports and activities guru from mshsl.org. We are sponsored by Minnesota Propane and Pizza Barn in Princeton. We're also coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Our producer today is Brandon Morton. You'll be hearing uh, from another one of our producers here fairly soon. John, let's go ahead and start with the incident at Target Center today. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jim, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, we had a great boys basketball tournament last week. Uh, we had a an incident during the second half of the last game of the tournament at Target Center, Park Center and YZ were playing for the 4A championship. The first thing I heard was on a security guard's radio. I was away from the court. I was on the court level uh, back towards the media entrance. You know where that is in Target Center Gym. Mm -hmm. I heard a radio on somebody's hip. I heard a voice say, report of a firearm on the concourse, which I would never have expected. Everybody who goes in there, including me and the officials and every team and every player, everybody goes through metal detectors. Turns out there was no firearm found. Apparently there were reports of a, of a gunshot. That was not true. Um, but there was a fight on the concourse, uh, teenagers fighting, I guess. And, uh, it wasn't great. Um, and there was, you know, a mad exit of people running from the area all we knew that night, and this was in the, the Star Tribune, they reported it. The Minneapolis police uh, tweeted about it. One person was hurt and was taken to the hospital. I learned earlier this week, this person was a friend of mine, uh, someone I've written about. Uh, I'm not going to use her name because I'm going to protect her privacy here. She's a 76-year-old lady. She uses a cane. She and her husband, who live outside the metro, come to the state tournament every year. She, her husband took her to the hospital. She had a knee injury, some ligaments. She thought it might've been worse. Um, she's home. She was home, I think pretty quickly, but, um, I was down on the court level the entire time. And in the middle of this, all we know is there's some kind of ruckus up on the concourse. A friend of mine who was there with his son and some other kids texted me from wherever he was sitting. And th- this one really chilled me. He, he wrote, I saw a bunch of kids running, and five minutes later, 25 cops with AR-15s clearing the concourse, unquote. We don't want that to happen at any of our tournaments. But um, the security group, but the, all the security personnel at the Target Center were right on this. They locked that place down. I mean, you could not leave. Um, and Minneapolis... PD was there there all the time anyway, but they they rolled in with more officers. The game really wasn't delayed. There was a timeout at one point early in the second half, and they just kind of waited before ending the timeout to make sure, you know, people were on radios with the security people on the concourse. Just a little extra long timeout, and the game resumed. I'm guessing most people, maybe a majority of people in the arena weren't really aware of this. But, of course, it's unacceptable. Uh, we may see changes at future tournaments to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I don't know if it's if it's the administration of the school where the kids come from who did the I don't I don't know any details. I don't know who, you know, who polices teenagers and kids at events like that. Is it the parents? Well, most of them aren't there. Is it the school? Well, they've got, you know, 
how many how many school staff members are you going to have? I don't know the answer, but that did happen. Um, um, I don't know what what it's going to lead to, but but it was bad. Like you said, we don't talk about negative things much, but I wanted to tell people what I know because people have been asking me. And so let's move on to the good stuff. Let's congratulate the boys basketball state champions. We have four classes. Champions are Russell Tyler, Ruthen, Albany, Totino Grace, and Wyzetta. That 4A game officially marked the end of 110 years of high school basketball in Minnesota without shot clocks. The first state tournament hmm. was 100 was in 1913. So as we know, starting next season, every girls and boys varsity game they'll all use a 35 second shot clock. That's going to be interesting. Uh, there are always a bunch of great stories to come out of these tournaments. I, I wrote a lot uh, during the boys' tournament. One of the neatest uh, personalities I, I, I crossed paths with is a young coach, a second-year head coach at New Life Academy, Robbie Whitney. The guy's he's 25 or 26 years old. He's coached him for two years, took him to state both years, uh, state runner-up in 1A this year. Um, and the favorite matchup I saw in this tournament in the 1A semifinals new life beat spring grove this was the most interesting coaching matchup i've ever seen so robbie robbie um, whitney young coach that state semifinal was the 64th game of his career as a head coach and on the other bench spring grove wayne grindy has been the head coach i think for 28 years and one of his assistants is tom vicks who's a hall of fame coach took 16 teams to state at rushford peterson so you got Robbie with 64 career games. The, those two coaches from Spring Grove combined 1,645 games as head coaches, and the young kid uh, wins that matchup. So if anybody wants to go to uh, mshsl.org, scroll down to John's journal, you can read a bunch of stories, behind-the-scenes stuff, really really great things from the uh, final tournament of the winter season. Excellent. And, of course, John covers prep sports and activities for talknorth.com, best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. This time of year, you might also want to check out the Chin Music Show with Lavelle Neal, Roy Smalley, myself, or uh, John Krasinski on the Timberwolves. John Krasinski's and uh, myself talking about the Vikings on the Viking Update Show. Jeff Diamond on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Russo LaPanta on the Wild. Uh, just a lot of good stuff out there. Check it all out. We do appreciate it. Uh, let's get to two really cool people, form, former Gophers, yeah. Trevor McBakwe and yep. Spencer Tollickson. Yeah, back in my days long ago as a, as a preps reporter at the Minneapolis Star Tribune, I knew Trevor McBakwe. I knew Spencer Tollickson. You know, all Metro, all state type players. They both went on to play for the Gophers. And I had reunions with both of them at the boys' state tournament. That They're still involved. Trevor has a, has a master's degree, I think, in sports management. He's an assistant athletic director at Eden Prairie High School. He was working for us at the tournament as a media steward, which is, which is just so great to see people like Trevor pitch in. And Spencer Tollickson, his, his real life, he's, he's, he works in sales, very successful. He was part of the TV crew. He joined Dave Lee on the Channel 45 uh, TV broadcasts of the 3A and 4A semifinals and championship game. It's just fun seeing those guys and, and, and talking about the old days when they were in high school, you know, sharing some funny memories. And, and you know, they're both in their mid to late 30s. And uh, I've got kids about that age. So I, 
I, I was asking Spencer, in fact, what year did he graduate from high school? And then I, I put that in line with, with my kids and, and it's, he's about the same age as, as our oldest. So yeah, they grow up and they, and they do great things. So it was good to see Trevor Mbakwe and Spencer Tollickson. That's great. Yeah, I know Spencer better than I know Trevor, but uh, both very classy, classy guys. Glad to see them still being involved. By the way, John, I'm in my very, very late 30s. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Very late. <laughs> All right, let's get to a whole bunch of games, John. Let's talk about it now. Yeah, as we were closing out the boys' basketball tournament, I kind of went back. I, I do this most years, just try to count up all the games. You know, this winter state tournament stretch, it's six or seven weeks. Some weeks there's a couple of different tournaments. So I did some math. This is scary. Uh, I came up with a, between boys and girls hockey, boys and girls basketball, wrestling. I came up with 121 team games or matches, plus, you know, hundreds or a thousand individual wrestling matches, gymnastics, dance. So 121 team competitions plus a whole much, a whole lot more. I certainly didn't see every one of those. But that's a lot. It just kind of that kind of quantifies what goes on from middle of February, you know, to where we are now with all these winter tournaments. It's the busiest stretch of the year for us. A couple more notes from the uh, boys basketball tournament. There were a bunch of guys who celebrating a a state championship from 1973, 50 years ago. The Chisholm Blue Streaks won a state tournament. And they all gathered and, and, you know, had a great time, came to the games together. They all had commemorative T-shirts. And, and when Bob, the late, great Bob McDonald was the coach in Chisholm in 1973, that was his first team to win a state title. I was in ninth grade, I think, then. That's, that's, I'm old, but, man, that's 50 years ago. Um, and then they won two more with Bob there, 75 and 91. And the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back into the negative category quickly here, Jim, after uh, – after Russell Tyler Ruthen beat New Life in the Class 1A championship game, there was a game. There was a question in the post-game media session uh, from someone who covers Russell Tyler Ruthen, not a Metro person, asked Robbie Whitney, the New Life coach. The question was along the lines of, do you think your success this season will lead to more transfers next season? It's a private school, and that's where he's coming from. This is someone who doesn't know how this works. I, if I would have had a chance, I would have asked this media member. It's somebody I know. I, I would have said, now, you're going to ask the same question to the RTR coach, right? They want a state championship. Does he think more kids will transfer to his school? Um, because the rules are the same. People think private schools mm-hmm. have an advantage You know, when, when kids want to transfer. They do not. The rules are exactly the same. Now, a private school in the metro has a lot more population, you know, where, where – students can come from, but there's no advantage. The rules are the same. Uh, someone in that position, he's not a young reporter, uh, should know that. That was, that was dumb. I didn't see him after. I think he left to go work on his, on his story. He wasn't staying for the rest of the games, but that was dumb. Um, and I'm not going to name the guy or the, or the, or the, where he works, but it's just, it just, it just, you know, there are a couple other people in the room who came to me afterwards. Did he really ask that question? Does he not understand how this works. Clearly not. That's okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared it up. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. he, he, he wasn't clear on that rule. It's good to go that you're yeah, getting and, the information out there. And, and the new life coach, young coach handled it really well. He, he understood the question and, and he just, you know, he, he said, you know, I don't, I don't even know what Robbie Whitney said. He handled it very well, smile on his face, like everything else he did. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was just dumb. So 
Dumb stuff happens. I do dumb things too. No, I'm glad you cleared it up. Uh, (laughs) Let's get to some uh, really cool stuff. We're going to talk about girls wrestling. We're going to thank a ref as we always do. We're going to thank a radio station, which is not something we always do. We're going to have John name his most valuable teammate of the week. First, though, we want to thank Pizza Barn, our longtime sponsors. It's Pizza Barn in Princeton, operated by Jody Stay. You bet. Our great friend Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn Gym. We're almost to the end of March. Got a couple days here. So if you want to get the pizza of the month, which is the Reuben pizza, do it before March ends. And it's worth it. If you love a great Reuben sandwich, you'll love the Reuben pizza at the Pizza Barn. And like everything on the on the great big menu there, it's available for dine-in, takeout, take-and-bake or delivery. And as we look outside, the weather is warming somewhat. Maybe this week isn't the best example, but the snow is melting. And those two Pizza Barn food trucks, they're going to be going all over. They're going to have a big year. Uh, This Saturday, in fact, April Fool's Day, one of the Pizza Barn food trucks will be at Lift Bridge Brewery in Stillwater. So if you happen to be in the Stillwater area Saturday, stop on out, have some of that great stuff from the Pizza Barn. And as always, our great thanks to our, our buddy Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn for doing everything they do. Yes. Uh, we also want to thank Aquarius Home Services. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid, and propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Now let's get to our tribute to girls wrestling. Yeah, Jim, uh, after the state wrestling tournament this year, I mentioned on the podcast that a crew from CBS Sunday morning was there shooting video and interviewing people. That that segment aired this past Sunday on CBS Sunday morning. I I tweeted out a link. I think there's a link on the MSHSL Facebook page. It's really well done. They focused on females in wrestling and the growth, the growth of that part of the, the sport. Just just really well done. Rita Braver was a reporter who did it. She's been around a long time. And it kind of took a national view of girls wrestling, but they really focused on Minnesota. Interviewed some coaches and kids from our state tournament. Uh, really, really well done. I knew it would be if it's CBS Sunday morning, that's as good as it gets, but really, really good, uh, publicity for girls wrestling. And if I, when I look back at the school year so far, you know, the highlights, I think for me, that might be number one is the, the growth of girls wrestling and girls, not just the wrestlers, but female coaches, female wrestling officials. It's just become a, a huge thing. And it was nice to see you know, a whole bunch of eyeballs watching CBS Sunday morning, see that focus on Minnesota and our female wrestlers. Yes. Cool stuff. All right. Let's uh, thank a ref. Yeah. This is a kind of a, kind of a different sort of a thank a ref segment. There's a guy who I don't know, Craig Johnson. He's a really talented photographer from the Winona daily news. He posted a basically a photo gallery on their website 
of all the officials, or at least most of the officials he saw at, at athletic events he covered over the last several months. It's just a big gallery of individual officials, wrestling officials, basketball officials. I don't, you know, just anybody who lives in the Winona area could look through that and, oh yeah, I know him. I know her. Just really a really great way to spotlight officials, just a bunch of photos. Um, you know, and I know a lot of those officials and I know their families and friends enjoyed seeing that kind of a spotlight spotlight. So well done, Craig Johnson from the Winona daily news. That was pretty spectacular. Cool stuff. All right. Now let's thank a radio station. Yeah, worth thanking. I, I tweeted this. It was part of John's journal during the boys' basketball tournament. KDHL Radio, the mighty 920 AM in Faribault, they have been broadcasting games from the boys' state basketball tournament for 75 years. This was the 75th year. Uh, Gordy Kosfeld and Roy Konigsberg, two great broadcasters, uh, were there doing games. They basically do all the semifinal games and championship games in all four classes. Back in the single class days, they did the entire tournament. And and my uh, John's Journal post that included them, Gordy had given me the names of a whole bunch of these these broadcasters, you know, now long gone, who used to do this for KDHL. And Mike Morrissey uh, died a few years ago. Mike was one of my good friends. I probably met him at courtside at the state basketball tournament. But that's, I don't know how many places in the country have a radio station that has been doing something like that for 75 years. That's phenomenal. So congrats to everybody at KDHL and Faribault. Cool. All right. Now let's wrap up today's show with Most Valuable Team. And once again, thanks to Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thanks to Propane, propane.com. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services. Thanks to Brandon Morton. And thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, Let's get to our Most Valuable Teammate. You bet, Jim. This week's MVT is Benjamin Geeslin of Hawley. He's a senior. He participates in cross-country basketball and track. Benjamin is a great leader who has the unique ability to connect with athletes of all ages. During the cross-country season, he helped experienced and inexperienced athletes reach their potential. He led by example through constant words of encouragement. During the basketball season, he provided energy and motivation with a calming presence that helps all around him and push through regardless of circumstances. Congrats to Benjamin Geeslin of Hawley for being our latest, most valuable teammate. Great stuff, John. Uh, quite a blend of news from uh, <laughs> across the state yeah. and th- throughout and throughout Target Center. Uh, good stuff, as always. We do appreciate it. We'll be back next week with John's uh, preps today with John Millay. Uh, thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, if you like the show, subscribe at your favorite podcast app or just go to TalkNorth.com and check out all of our shows and all of our archives. 